Hey everyone, how you doing? Thanks so much for listening to the Sex with Emily show. You know, I love being able to help you have the sex life and relationships that you deserve and that you want. And I want to give you the best show possible, so I appreciate you supporting our sponsors who help keep this show free. So I have to tell you about my No-No Pro. I have spent so much time and money on razors and waxing and tweezing and all that stuff that is annoying and expensive and takes a lot of time and I still have hair. But the No-No Pro is the best way to remove unwanted hair and there's zero pain. You can do it at home when you're watching TV, whatever. It's, it's so easy to use and it's for men too. Whether it's your legs or your arms or your back, a lot of guys are like, what do I do with this back hair? What do I do with the neck hair if they don't want it? You know, the No-No Pro, you do it at home. It comes with a 100-day, 100% 60-day money-back guarantee. And when you purchase it, you get a $50 gift card to an award-winning skincare line. And I'm obsessed with it. It's funny because we joke in my office. I'm using it all the time. I love it. Go to nonoemily.com. That's nonoemily.com. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com where you can hear the podcast. It's really easy just to actually go to iTunes, subscribe. We have two podcasts a week, and you'll never have to miss another one again. But our website, we update every day several times with articles, information, interesting blogs, things like that. Um, that will help you have better sex, which is what I'm all about. So I appreciate everyone being here, and I'm here with Anderson this evening. And we're going we're to get into Anderson. But first, let me tell you what the show's about. Um, Daniel Stern, he is the author of Swingland, Between the Sheets of the Secretive, Sometimes Messy, But Always Adventurous Swinging Lifestyle. And this guy wrote this book. It's amazing. If you've ever been curious, I know a lot of you are, about swinging, we're going to get into some details, but also some tips about sex and all that stuff, but how he's navigated this world actually as a single man, which is very rare in the swing, swinging world. Usually it's couples and single women. And this book is just chock full of information and advice, and we're going to get into it, and I know you are going to love this show. But first, I need to talk to Anderson. Hi, kid. Anderson had a very big weekend, and I was so proud of you. I was so happy that you showed up. That was very sweet. I know. You're like, come. Emily's not here. So Anderson Because I podcast. didn't come to your blowjob thing. Oh, I don't care. That was last night. I, I didn't expect to go. you to come. I had to be hanging out with Drew, which is the last thing I wanted Where? to do. Oh, here. Yeah, I was hanging out with Drew instead of hanging out with you hearing about blowjobs. I know. Well, you hear me talk about blowjobs enough, I'm sure. True. But Anderson has a really successful podcast, great podcast called After Disaster. It's called The Film Vault, but that wasn't the one you saw. But here's so funny is that, that we always talk about The Film Vault, but you never want me to talk about After Disaster. Well, no, it's just that The After Disaster is not a real podcast even though we kind of proved that wrong with selling out the but improv i freaking left so after disaster and he was sold out the improv it was saturday night and all of us from loveline went and drew was there with drew his boy, up, dr yeah. drew and i came in like i was late but it hadn't started yet thank god 
and it was I laughed my ass off. It was Why, thank you. I thought you guys were so entertaining and I was just really happy for you because there were so many people like lined up buying t shirts. They were huge fans and it was just I shook I, a lot of hands on. I felt like a politician. I know, but I felt it like was, a cussing politician. You were like, like, hey man, how the fuck are you? And I was laughing my ass off. It was so funny because at one point during the show you didn't know I was there and then you're like, Who's here? Is Emily sex with Emily here? And then you're like, No, she would never be here. She didn't come. And I'm like, I'm here. And then Mike Carano goes, Oh no, now Emily's here. I'm worried. She thought we had a good show and now she thinks we have a bad show. I'm like, I'm that's laughing my ass off. Oh, that's your stick. I yeah, well, we're always making fun of our own show. The after disaster is just like me with two guys that I consider friends that I love hanging out talking about God knows what. So we're like just three shots. But chocolate. you guys are great. You great I pushed the film vault because that that's a real show. I actually have sponsorship and whatnot. And we have like quadruple the listenership of the after disaster. And it's all, all it's also a service where I talk about movies and you know, I give people heads up on right. good movies. So listen to both of his podcasts. And you're yeah, awesome. I was just so proud of you. And it gets me to your wife, Thank who's you, lovely yes, and the whole thing. Yes. So um, so I did last night. I was. I also had a big night. And um, it's okay that you weren't there. You but sold out, too. I sold out. I'm telling you, it was at the Hustler Hollywood store, which is on Sunset Boulevard We're in L.A. sellouts. What? I'm a Most sellout. sellouts. Sex sells. And it was really exciting because they don't do a lot of workshops there. And the store is like, if you've never been to this store, and I've been to a lot of sex toy stores, it's it's kind of, it's amazing. First of all, they have parking, three levels of parking. I'm going to start there. But they're open till 2 a.m. and they have every single, like, sex toy, sex product, sex thing that you've ever imagined in your life, fantasy. They have a cafe, whole thing of laundry, shoes, toys, and it's amazing. So I gave a workshop called How to Blow His Mind. But a lot of men and women showed up, which was great because I can blow her mind too. I could talk about either of that. And it was just, it was so, I mean, I get nervous. So, okay, I'm talking to you. Hi, Daniel. Because Anna's, anyway. So I, we're going to get Dan in a minute. But I get nervous sometimes. I'm like, don't you do book signings? I'm like, what if no one shows up? I mean, I don't know. And we had like a bunch of RSVPs, but you just don't Well, you know. should be nervous for other reasons too. Because I, I, at my little show, I wasn't worried about someone showing up and trying to rape me in the parking lot. What do you mean? I'd be nervous about that? Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of guys that really watch I them. know, but it you know wasn't I mean? creepy. And, um, you know, but not even they weren't going to show up. But also, I have to tell you, it was my, in the eight years I've been doing this show, 2,000 podcasts. I feel like I teach a, sort of teach a workshop every night because I'm, like, giving advice. But I've never done, like, a live workshop in front of people. And there was, like, 70 people there. And, um... And I was, I was kind of nervous. I was, like, prepping for it and stuff. But it went really well. And and it was so heartwarming because there were a lot of my fans there that I never get to meet because I do a podcast. And I'd never done a public – maybe in San Francisco a few years ago. I, did, I used to live there. And I did a bunch – like, a few events. But I had fans driving, like, three, four hours to see me, like, just to come. And they drove in to San Diego. Did you record Diego. it at all or no, make a video of it? I don't think we videoed it. <sighs> I know. That was a mistake, probably. We were did you use to. carrots? No, okay, so I had to teach. That was my scariest part. It wasn't all about blowjobs. We, we call it that, but it was, know, that I was part of it. That, it was blowjobs, oral sex, masturbation, how to improve your sex life, get kinky, spice it up. I kind of covered a lot. But when it came to the blowjob part, I was like, I don't want to stick this dildo in my mouth. I don't want to stick a carrot in my mouth. I just, that's not me. So I'm like, how am I going to teach the blowjob thing? And like all day long, I'm like, I can't do it. So finally, I'm teaching it. I had Lauren come up and hold the 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 dildo and I was like this is the frenulum and you know I think I pulled it off I think I did but I didn't but I was doing hand stuff because you can't like because I'm like you got to use your hands for pressure and, did you get laughs or were people yeah. like oh taking my God, notes I got did so you hear many the scribbling laughs. get louder no no one left people stayed like that one person walked out people no laughs. were laughing lots of laughs lots of questions people were really open and so I think I'm going to do it like every other month and my, for all my listeners, if you live elsewhere and you want me to come speak, I think this could be my thing. And I will come speak where you live, you wherever know, you live. Arrange people. What? Because you're so worried about putting that dildo in your mouth. And it sounds like you ended up doing it. 
I didn't put the dildo in my mouth. I ha- I, I, in my hand. You should have had a listener come up, a male listener, come uh-huh. up and do it for you. And he could probably give you tips, too, because he's going to know his dick. I know. Everyone you. says, a guy, what are women teaching about jobs? But we know. We know our you way around about jobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it was exciting. And I just want to thank everyone who's listening if you came, because it meant so much to me, and my heart has just been warmed all day. Did you have any gay night. listeners there? I did. They would have been the ones. What, the ones who what? To talk about the BJs. I know. Well, I asked, and I did a lot of our audience participation. And the amazing thing was we held, we gave people's cards at the beginning of the night, like, what's your one question that you have about sex? Um, what's the, you know, we just had a few really funny, I can't remember where they were. What's your, what's your, so whatever. So I really want to go to the next one. People sure. filled it all out. It was great. It was fun. So thank you everyone for coming to House of Hollywood. I appreciate it. And it was a fun night. So, Daniel, what Emily. up? How are you doing? I'm well. How are it's you? It's so nice to meet you. So we were first introduced through Holly and Mike who've been on the show and yes. they have a show called Swing. And it's on Playboy. Playboy, right? Playboy Radio. Playboy yeah. Radio, and I love them. I adore them. And they're like, you got to introduce, you got to interview this guy. Daniel just wrote this book, Swingland, about swinging. It's amazing about the lifestyle because I find that everyone, they're you know in a monogamous relationship, you know, single. They're they're always fascinated by swingers. Yes, like they don't get it. They don't understand how could it work. All this stuff, and you answer a lot of these questions, you know, from your own perspective. It's like you know your narrative, but then also it's you give tips and you explain. The whole thing and how you got into it, and I, I think it's a great book. So I well, think thank you. you answer a lot of the questions, and I've got a lot of questions for you too. So you can check it out um, at theotherdanielstern.com or follow him on Twitter at otherdanielstern and Facebook, facebook.com, theotherdanielstern. Actually, Twitter's other Dan Stern. Oh, Dan Stern. Sorry, I, they didn't give me enough characters. I hate that. Yeah, okay, no. other Dan Stern, other Dan Stern. Okay, so this this book is like, I mean. Um, I just wanted to read one thing about it here that I highlight. Like an estimated 15 million strong worldwide swingers are everywhere. They're near neighbors probably. A huge community hiding in plain sight whose erotic pastime remains a complete mystery to the rest of us. Which it kind of really does. And so what's interesting is that it says here, Daniel Stern outs himself and the secretive community he loves, recounting his 10-year transformation from a lonely guy couldn't get a date into a veteran sexual adventurer. So I That makes me to... sound really cool, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> well, the fact that you were a lonely guy, single, and then now you're in this world having threesomes, orgies, craziness as a single guy because the rule typically is couples and single women. Yes. So I don't know how correct. you got your way in there. So you got to tell us how did you get – well, first let's go back to Daniel Stern 10 years ago. Okay. Let's do that. Tell me about that, Daniel. Um – I wasn't, I mean, I, I did have girlfriends. All the sex I had always had was in relationships. I'd never had casual sex. And uh, it wasn't that I didn't want to have it. I just, I kind of have this this theory that, like, there are some people that can close the deal and some people can't. Yeah. might be, like, genetically. Right. And, and so I'm usually one of those people that can't close okay, the deal. Okay, not a closer. And so I was um, in this relationship with, she was a, a great woman, but we just did not really mesh which we discovered and I, I should have ended the relationship sexually or just other, other uh, sexually and, uh, m- mostly belief wise like she okay. was I- I'm on my best day I'm agnostic okay uh, she w- turned out born again Christian oh so yeah, that really doesn't mesh no, no, no. Um, so when I got out of that I had always been curious about you know certain scenarios like threesomes or group sex and stuff and right, I- I'm a, a boring yeah I'm a boring okay. straight male we, that's okay. what we think about um, and so I thought you know what I'm not getting any younger this is perfect time. Let me go ahead and try it. So I didn't know there was such a thing as a lifestyle. I was just looking to have casual sex. Right. And 
think, you know, because of the Internet, you know, that's a right. place where I could kind of it, it sort of equal the playing field in a sense, because okay. when I warm up to somebody per- personality wise, like I can start to, you know, I open up. But if it's on the Internet, I've got a little bit more control over it. So it was easier for me. Right. And so I started casual sex. Uh, what do you mean on the Internet? So you started using like, Craigslist or dating sites? Uh, was, Ten years ago, I would think. What was it? It, it was Craigslist. Um, and then uh, there was Adult Friend Finder. Right. Um, which didn't really click with me. Um, but after a couple of those, somebody mentioned this thing called the lifestyle. And I went, right. oh, what's that? And they described it. I said, oh, I want to go there. And then so I Googled it and just found a website, created a profile, and then just started emailing like the Tasmanian devil. Really? Yeah. So you just started emailing who? Like, like. Well, if, if you guess, go on the website, right. you know, go to the oh, profiles. Oh, you pick profiles. Yeah. And you're like, if they were looking for a man, exactly. you're like, I'm totally down. I'll try this. Yes. So, we, so, so your first time, was it, with, it was with a couple? Yes. Obviously. So, yes. okay. But let's just, first of all, just to define swinger is, because there's like swinger, there's non-monogamous, there's polyamory. Right. So swingers are typically couples who swing with another couple or they bring another person in. Yeah. I mean. Full the, swapping with. Soft swap, full swap. There's there's all different permutations right. of it. Um, but like you said earlier, I mean, the bedrock of the whole community are couples. Without couples, you don't have the, the right. lifestyle. Right. Right. Because, it, I mean, it's, it's you know, sexual relationships out of, outside of a committed relationship. Right. And so there's that. But the everybody in the lifestyle is looking primarily for a single woman. I mean, right. Because and this is my theory, just, you know, women are the prettier gender. Right. I mean, much more appealing. Right. I think Anderson can. can yeah. Back me up on You're that. You're pretty hot, though, too, man. <laughs> okay. Well, Looking at you and Emily in there, it's hard to tell. Well, I, I could sense a little connection, but, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you, those are the primary, the primary uh, people in the uh, lifestyle ecosystem. And then all these guys are trying to get in. And right. so while the numbers, the single guys have the numbers, they don't have the opportunities. Right. I didn't know that going in. Right. I just, you were thought, just like, I think this could be fun. Yeah, exactly. Now, what part What part of swinging seem interesting? Why Why not just hook up with a different chick every night and have casual sex? Uh, well, like I said, I mean, there, there were different uh, scenarios that I was kind of interested in, a threesome. Okay, got it. Um, uh, you know, orgy or, you know, a- any combination like right. that. And um, I, it was in a perfect situation because I was single. Right. I was not wanting to get into any relationship, and I just had that motivation to do it. And I just... There's this theory that, you know, you don't choose the lifestyle, the lifestyle chooses you. Right. And so I kind of feel that there was some other forces at play that had me, helped me get into it all. Okay, got it. So it's been for 10 years, so you haven't been in a committed relationship in 10 years? No, I mean, I've dated, but it hasn't been. And they and... know, and you tell them, like, this is my lifestyle? No. Okay. It's never advanced to that point where I've had to. In fact, the, the dating, it's been very infrequent. Um, it's interesting now that the book is out. Uh, now there's this whole question of pe- people ask me, you know, well, how do you tell a woman that you're dating? Right. And I mean, the truth is it hasn't gotten to that point yet. Until now. Until you have a book. Yeah, the exactly. Gulio. Right. But, but now it's nice. You know, if, if, you, if I start to be interested in, in a woman, I can go, oh, by the way, you might want to read this. Right. Um, and then does it scare? Well, so what's been your experience with that? Um, well, there, there was one right when the book came out, there was one woman who's, I mean, just uh, gorgeous. I mean, looks like. Uh, uh, Faye Dunaway right. back in like Bonnie and Clyde time and all right. that. Uh, and it was uh, amazing. You know, I, I was just stunned that this, that she was wanting to go out and all this stuff. And then it turns out, you know, crazy ain't pretty. 
So she was just really out there. Crazy and pretty. They say that happens. That yeah. goes together. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I mean, what do you suggest? Like, when, when, when is the right time to tell somebody, oh, by the way, this is my sexual past? I mean, it's not, it's not like I'm, you know, have done porn. I'm not doing right. it for money or exactly. anything like that. But when is the time to do that? I mean, that? I think it's probably when you're, before you have sex with someone. You should, before, if you know that your relationship is getting to the point of, of having sex, I think you should tell them like I'm 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 not into being monogamous right now. I see other people. Yeah. And um let's bang. As a guy, <laughs> I would say the exact opposite. Wait till after. Wait Don't ever t- tell yeah. her. Cuz then if she's not into it, at least you got to have sex with her. <laughs> well, okay. Morally, I think the right thing to do because a lot of women and this is a stereotype, but they do get attached to the sex. They're dating you. They're thinking he wants to be with me. It's going to be a thing. So even if you don't have the swinging talk, you should have the talk about I'm not interested in this going further because women typically have a harder time separating sex and they get very attached to it and they expect, well, this means something. He slept with me. Not every woman on the planet. but right. So I just think it helps to have these conversations. But I'm not saying everyone does. And, you know, I – whatever. I think that's what the right thing to – that would be – respectful yeah but if it's a casual thing and you both know it then i don't think they need to know everything yeah i mean i also kind of think it's also a case-by-case that's true too that's what i'm saying it depends on the person if you could tell exactly if this woman is falling for you and she's into you and it's like the night's gonna happen and you know she's developing feelings and gonna want more she says things like well we should i want you to my family or i want to do it then you'll know that's (laughs) time but if someone's just like hey whatever you know i don't i guess so what have you so you've kind of probably done a little both yeah you can't because you wrote a book (laughs) (laughs) no i mean i'm not i I think that from my youth like i was sort of soured on the whole marriage thing just my parents i say that my parents are still going through a divorce 30 years later right but um so you know relationship i'm i've never felt like okay i need to be married i need to have this i in fact i like i like a lot of my alone time um i think that I'm, i'm sort of creeping toward that that's that space where it's like okay i i do want to have oh, a serious you, okay. relationship you think you do yeah um because the book it actually only takes a slice of that time i mean that where it peaks where i had like a nine day you know play time after play time after play time that was probably like four three or four years ago okay. when that hit okay uh and it's really petered off like i i mean maybe i've played in the past like six months like three times okay it's and then so when you mean play you mean swing everything yeah play exactly because here's the thing like i know that there's like play parties yes i moved here from san francisco like a year and a half ago so okay. i feel like i was more i knew more about the scene there than i do here but so that's not necessarily swingers so i'm curious like why you could just go to a play party that's just singles right i mean doesn't that exist too yeah i'm, I'm sure it does um i mean the, the I can't say that there is anything that doesn't exist. Right. I mean, the, the, the longer I've been in it, the longer I re- the, the more I realize, okay, there is something for everybody right. here. Um, par- house parties tend to be organized by couples. Right. If it's a single who's organizing it, you have couples that are a little wary of that because right. why is it a single person inviting us? Exactly. But if it's a couple and then you're inviting more people, and this these are house parties, not clubs. Right. Clubs is, is a whole Cl- different. Right. That's true. Right. So when uh, you have the couple that's starting, they're inviting other couples, and they usually bring some singles in, sort of like sprinkle in throughout, depending on what they want for the party. Like sometimes. Uh, they're having all these couples are coming together because they want to, in a sense, sort of honor the women. Right. You know, so they'll bring in extra guys, um, and sometimes it'll just be couples. Sometimes there'll be, uh, uh, you know, some single women as well. So a lot of them, 
you know, they know in advance what the ratio they want to right. get is. Okay. So that's very, it's calculated beforehand. Yes, exactly. So it, does it, did it come to the point where you, you knew, so you, you, then you got into it after this, like yes. they were accepting you into parties all over, but did you, did you have your click that you kept yeah. seeing over and over again in these 10 years or would it kind of change and veer? Or? No, I mean, there's, st- in fact, uh, before I, I showed up tonight, I was uh, texting with a couple. I was actually their first experience. They're now married, and uh, they were going to call in, but they're in a childbirth class tonight. Oh, okay, she's, yeah, she's that's due. important. And I thought, eh, I don't know if we're still friends, but no, right, no, right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's okay. So, so yeah, there, there is that core group that you you kind of stay with, okay, uh, or at least I do, and then you'll meet new people through that. Um, when I started, it was just balls to the wall. It was just who can I meet, whether we play or not. I just want to meet people and okay. we'll see what happens. So. I, it was like very regimented every day email and you know I, you were into it you were yeah. like i'm gonna i'm did you ever like go to a party and you like saw someone you knew from work or no life? no thank goodness right. i mean because i sort of had this rule where it was i was only going to play off my turf okay so i didn't want that to happen because did, you I, didn't do it in your neighborhood exactly you went like 10 miles out which yeah. in la is like another country exactly right, i get it uh, a lot of times you know i, I live you know, in L.A., I'd go to the Valley to meet people. But, you know, if because if, the, these profiles will tell you how far away these people live from you. So if I see like two miles away, I'm like, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to do right. that. Yeah, right. I'm going to run into it at Whole Foods. We don't want that. Exactly. Right. Um, so, so okay, so you got into this lifestyle and you loved it right away. You felt like it found you. You found it like this was your calling? Yes. What did you love about it? Um, t- for me, like when I go on a date, I feel like it's this whole social dance yeah. where you're you're trying to figure out how to to reveal yourself or, or mix. But it's a foregone conclu- conclusion when you're meeting somebody in a lifestyle that sex is already that's a possibility. It. Right. It's already on the table. Whereas like, it, that's what it, that's the only thing on the menu. Right? Yeah. I mean, from from a guy, you know, if you're going on a date with a girl, a lot of it is, OK, would I sleep with her and all that stuff. You don't have to think about that. So everybody is open and honest from the get-go. And I just love that, especially in L.A., where a lot of times I go on dates, you feel like you're on a job interview. Yeah. Do they? What, what are the women like? They grill you? Yeah. It's, oh, what do you do? Who do you know? Yeah. You, you kind of feel like they're asking if you can help them in right. a way. Right. your sperm count? Right. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I get that. That's, that's what I've heard. I think that's women everywhere. Yeah, not me. Yeah. I'm like, let's not even talk about anything serious right now on this first date. But, I mean, do you, do you think that like the women in San Francisco are different than the women here? Or the bad, I do. Okay. I, I do. I think that um, dating is definitely different. I feel like in San Francisco, no one really – guys don't ask you out. They don't approach you in San Francisco at all. I always say like guys must like check their balls at the Golden Gate or something <laughs> when they get there because there's just like – you never – everyone's like, oh, let's hang. You're in groups and no one approaches you. But here I think people are much more – into dating and even marriage. Like, none of my friends in San Francisco are even married. Everyone here is, like, more married and settled down. As far as the women being different, I, I, I do. I mean, I don't – I just want – you know, I'm, I'm still new-ish here. And um, I don't know. I guess it's just a little – it's more – people are just more chill. It doesn't matter if your car's dirty or how you look or, like, what, you, what you're what you wearing. I mean, for sure, for some people it does. But it's just not as focused on that. People are, like, following their dreams and their passions and everyone works and has real jobs and – I mean, I don't know. It's just it's just a little more serious, a little more cultured, and um, people are just a little more down to earth. Me, but not everyone. There's good people wherever you go. You yes. say LA is more cultured than uh, San no, Francisco? San Francisco okay. is. People are just more. I think San Francisco too has more natives of San Francisco probably living there, and LA is just filled with people not from here. No, 
know, but see, people say that about San Francisco, too, that it's transient. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just like I was there for so long that I just had my core groups. I wasn't always like meeting a bunch of new people, but I was there for 20 years. But I also think that, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that they're just women here are hotter, everyone says. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, that. I can't compare. I mean, they, they I, I'm definitely not complaining. Right. Um, like I mean, everyone says like sevens think they're tens in San Francisco. My guy friend said that. But I, I, I felt like a ten. It was good. And here I feel like a four. Are, you're, you're an 10. eleven. I'm like Emily. a four here. You're an eleven. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um so what do you yeah, so the women in LA so yeah, so your swinger parties are probably hot. Women, attractive uh, women, men, couples, not yeah. always, because that was my next question. Yeah, I mean there, there, there's that stereotype that they're all, you know, sweaty, overweight. Ponytails. Oh, exactly. Menace, who's my co-host in the show sometimes, he's like, every swinger has a ponytail. I got to take a picture of you. He's, like, he's convinced. And, like, and uh, enough back hair to use the product. Back you were hair. Oh, my God. The no-no. The yeah. No-no. Why do they have so much back hair? I don't know. I mean, I... You talk about that. Th- there's two things that I do better than anybody else in the world, and that's grow hair and sweat. I take care of myself. Good. How do you take care of it? Uh, I, I, well, I'd look really stupid if I start shaving it all the way down. Yeah. So I trim and make sure it's... It's at a, a, a length that will not be disturbing to someone, right. to an, a woman, I mean, right. I, other guys, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, when when I need to trim, I will trim. I won't wax. I mean, that's got to hurt. And right. have you waxed before? Yeah, I did. Has that I hurt? waxed my chest a long time ago. How Ouch. was that? I, I was really high when I did it. So I <laughs> you guys got to use the no-no. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm using exist. it everywhere on my body, like, that I don't, I never have to shave anymore. It's Sounds just, like Daniel could use some down under, too. Oh, I have down under comfort. I have a product line called Emily and Tony. I actually bought you one, but it's, oh, it's a it's a cream to a powder formula that you use anywhere you sweat. So between your legs, lower back, gives you confidence. Breast, it gives you confidence when you're in these swinging parties or whatever that you know that you are always fresh and dry, even if you sweat. Like men use talcum powder, carcinogenic. Yeah. This stuff, it's it just like it smells amazing. It's fresh and dry. It's not messy, and all day long you will smell amazing. Ingestible. Um, yeah, ingestible. Okay. It's vegan. What? Oh. You don't want to drink it though. There's no, no need you can for eat it. No, you, you can eat it. Lungs. No, it's totally. It's vegan. You're going to love it. I brought you a little gift. Daniel. Oh, thank you. So, um, I got a quick question. Go. Have you ever had to bang like a uh, lady you didn't want to? That was my next question about the Look women. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, th- there's that How does it work if like someone's all over you? You're at a party. There's only maybe 30. How do you be like, no, I'm not into you? you I mean, there's ways to say it. Something like, you know, I don't really feel the chemistry. Or, right. Um, you know, I, I, you can also say, I, you know, I've just played. I need to rest a little bit, and then oh. you, you kind of go away. Refractory. But nobody takes it personally. I mean, it's not. It. Yeah, I mean, you, if there's this really gorgeous woman and she's not feeling it with me, I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. But you move on. Yeah, you're like, because there's 15 other women here. Exactly. Um, but with the the women, I mean, I think that they have to deal with it a lot more, especially if you're at a club, because a club. They'll let in tons of single guys right. because they pay a high admission fee. So, right. I mean, if the house party is a nonprofit, a club is a for-profit business. Right. And the guys, just they just get gouged because like, single women go free everywhere. Right. Couples, they'll pay like, you know, 40 bucks. Guys, you'll, they'll pay like 80, 100, 120 bucks. Right. Do you go to these clubs too? Or I've been to... I've been to a club twice because there was a single woman that wanted me to go. But okay. I, I don't go to those because they just smack of meat market. And right. It's a free fall because yeah. these hosts, and I've been to them, the parties, they're just more like, you know, you, you have to follow the rules. You're, it's, 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 it's curated. She yeah. screwed you, Daniel. <laughs> because she got to show up and she went in for free. You had to pay the single guy. You guys should have gone in as a couple. But what well, happened? No, well, what were you we going to say? Oh, we you were as a couple. Yeah. yeah. So what happened? You got there and you didn't want to be with her. She didn't want to be with you. What did you say? You got re- 
Oh no, you he just oh. uh, I just mentioned Oh, I thought you were asked about, something uh, about a woman. Oh, if a woman, yeah, it's, no, I'll just say like, oh, you know, I'm not really feeling right. the, the chemistry, or I, you know, I, I said I was going to to hook up with this other one. I was going to go down on exactly. this chick in a minute. So what about um, what about uh, women? So, do, but then you could probably get rejected too. Oh yeah, and and Absolutely. that's fine because you just move on to the next. I mean, yeah. it's great practice. So I'm wondering, like, what what would you say, if any, are traits of of typical swingers, if there are any, do you think there's certain more characteristics, beliefs? Um, I think that there's a, an openness, and there, the way that I see it, there's an openness. There's, I hate this word, but there's a realness to them. Um, they're more easygoing. Um, it, it's, 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 it's really sort of an organic feeling right. to it. It's not like. You know, if you want to be a swinger, you have to have X, Y, and Z. There, there's something about it. Um, and and, and I, I will say, I think that I got very lucky with the people there. I've only had only a few horrendous experiences. Really? Yeah. There was, and the, one of them was it was with a couple, and uh, I, I think, I'm, yeah, I do mention in the book. And so uh, they wanted to meet at a bar, and I, which is great, meet in public. You know, it's a, there's nothing crazy going on. They were a little snippy toward each other. Oh. And I was like, oh, maybe this is fighting. like their foreplay or something. I don't know. So we ended up, they got, they had a hotel room. So we went back to the hotel room and they were still snippy. And I, I, my gut was saying, just go, just leave. Right. But I didn't. But right, we never follow our gut. Yeah. Right. And then, so we were in bed and she was performing oral on him and I was performing oral on her. And all of a sudden I started to hear somebody snore. And the guy fell asleep. No and way. I was like, holy shit. There's a, I'm in the middle of a cage match about to go down. So I just got up and I went, I'm out of here. Because she caught him sleeping he, while she was giving How did he fall asleep? Wait, wait. She was giving him a blowjob and he, and he fell, fell asleep. Exactly. So There's a stranger in between his wife's Was he legs. drunk? I mean, <laughs> no. But that, that, but that is just bizarre. Was he drinking? He, he had a couple beers, but it wasn't like he was pounding them back. Apparently, she wasn't that good. Did you hail out of there? Yeah, right after I got that? out of there. Yeah, like, like right before you're like, don't even touch my penis because I'm not sleepy yet. Okay, um, fuck we'll, epilepsy. When we come back. I want to hear more of the crazy stories, and I want some more tips. But first, I'm a quick, quick word from our our sponsors here. This Thursday on USA Network. I love my wife. Is love enough to keep a relationship going? What does love really mean? Can I have sex with one person for the rest of my life? This summer's most provocative new series. What if having it all isn't enough? I just want to feel alive again. I want to feel appreciated. I want to experience more. What else is out there? Why can't I tell him what I want? Is there something more? What does love really mean? Am I the only one who feels like this? Am I satisfied? Satisfaction, a postmodern love story, premieres this Thursday at 10, 9 central on USA Network. I want to uh, thank you all again for supporting my sponsors. I appreciate it. And I need to tell you all about spicy subscriptions because, you know, I talk a lot about sex toys on the show and you all email me, which one should I get? I don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming to choose. Or if you're like me, you want to try everything. So thank God there's a new home delivery service that wraps the sex shop in great discreet packaging and sends it straight to your door. Spicy Subscriptions is a monthly delivery box with a fun theme every month. It could be like a bondage theme one month. It could be a, you know, I don't know. They could say like send your sexy laundry. It could be like a toy month. It could be anal month. We can choose what, you know, there's different themes. And you could, the boxes come, um, they help you improve your sex life. They come with the latest sex accessories like vibrators, lube, massage oils. And you get to try a new one each month. It's a perfect way to add an extra spark 
to your bedroom, your relationship, your life. In fact, 80% of subscribers have noticed an improvement in their sex life. So now every month, you and your partner, imagine this. You look forward to the box. You're like, oh my God, the box is here today, honey. This is like foreplay before the thing. You're like, guess what's arriving? And you actually get excited about that this new box is coming. And also, if you're single, they'll also spice up your solo time because there's nothing that's in there that you can't use alone. And also, like our sex lives, as you know, are changing in our 20s, our 30s, our 40s. And you just have to adapt to what works for you over the years. And I find, and what I hear from all of you, couples who've been together, you're like, we don't know what to do. It's changed. We're trying to spice it up. Just order this subscription. And every month, there you go. You don't have to do anything except for play with what's in the box. So check it out. And if you're looking for a new way to spice it up or you're already fabulous sex life and you want variety, it's Spicy Subscriptions is worth it. So get it at SpicySubscriptions.com. Use coupon code EMILY and you receive a free deluxe toy and 5% off your order. Or if you get four eight-month subscription, you'll get a free deluxe toy and your first spice box for free. So go to SpicySubscriptions.com. And the next thing I need to tell you about, which was a huge star of my event last night at Hustler, is the Fleshlight. It is the number one sex toy for men for a reason. Because you can feel the pleasure of having sex anytime, even when you don't have a partner. Have you tried a Fleshlight, Daniel? I have not. I was going to ask you, is it, is it really that good? Oh, oh my God. I mean, my friend told me, he's like, I, I would leave my wife if it could cook. Yes, it is that good. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a penis, but I. this is what I hear. I wish I did. The Fleshlight is the most popular sex toy for men. It simulates sensations of sex. It was engineered to look and feel like the real deal. So many people think it feels better than sex, but I'm not saying you're not going to want sex again because we don't want that. And the <laughs> Fleshlight sta- the fleshlight Stamina Training Unit helps you practice lasting longer and becoming a better lover. Plus, you'll experience some of the most mind-blowing orgasms of your life. And if you've ever fantasized about having sex with your favorite porn star, they probably have a flashlight that is molded into her vagina, like her vagina. So, um, so you got to check it out. I mean, they're they're just masturbation sleeves. You they're easy to clean up. They look it looks like a flashlight, but it's in a little container, and people are freaking out about it. So. Go to sexwithemily.com slash fleshlight and get it. You'll love it. That's sexwithemily.com slash fleshlight. Is the flashlight, is it, ju- is it just the sort of latex stuff or is it also electric? So no, it's, it's, it doesn't vibrate, but it's okay. like they have their like special patented material that like looks and feels like the real deal and you masturbate in it. And I mean, I, every guy that I've given it to to try is like, I don't know, they're, you know, straight guy, they're like, they like freak out over it. They love it. So, yeah, I should have brought you that instead out. of the down under comfort. Um, okay, so I'm talking to Daniel Stern about his book Swingland. So we were talking about like the crazy, the crazy stories that happen, like the bad ones. But that's good. You've only had a few experiences like that. So um, I want to know the thing is, um, why do you think that everyone is so fascinated by the swing culture? Like, there's such a divisiveness. People are like that can't work. Those people aren't happy. They're crazy. But I know a lot of swingers. I mean, they're not. And people think they just could never handle it. So, what do you what do you think that is? Why people are fascinated by it? And well, I think for I mean, I, I think it's country by country. So I can't really speak for other countries. But in America, I mean, we were founded by Puritans. So right. The, it, it, for me, I know that there's a big element that's the taboo element to it. Just knowing that you're doing something that society is saying right. isn't the norm. So I think that for most people, there there is that fascination of that, and then. I mean, even the most committed couples, you've thought at some point or another, what would it be like if? Right, exactly. And so instead of just continuing what if, you know that there's, you know, on the other side of that door, it's not what if, it's when. 
Right. And it's happening. Right. And it's accessible. That's the thing. It is right there. You don't know where it's happening. I have this theory that everybody is separated by a swinger by one degree. <laughs> right. You I just think don't you're right. It. I think you're right. Absolutely. So I, th- I think there's that taboo in the people just, oh, I'd never do that, but I would, I'd like to know what it would be like. I think they'd like to do it well, if they could then take it back. Exactly. Afterward. Well, this is the thing. So, but what is it about the constitution of these couples? Do, is it, is a lot of them, would you say that it ranges that a lot of them have been together a while and then they decide to swing or are some, they got married and they were swinging on their honeymoon? In my experience, it's, they were together or married for a while and they're looking to spice things up. Like okay. that, a lot of people say, yeah, we, we're looking to spice it up. The couples that don't last are the ones that are looking for the lifestyle to save the relationship. Right, exactly. And that's, I mean, the, what it's not only not going to save the relationship, it's going to speed up its demise. Exactly. And I've seen that happen a few times. But, uh, you know, the, the couple I was talking about earlier that are in childbirth, I mean, they had met and I think were together a couple months as just boyfriend, girlfriend, and then they discussed it and, and sought out an experience. Okay. But the vast majority, I'd say, you know, probably married like five, six, seven years, uh, and then they decide to try it. Okay. So. And is it usually, so, so look, like, walk me through this. So is it, before they go to a party, I mean, obviously, to be a successful swinger couple, you need to have great communication. You need to discuss yes. everything beforehand. You need to have rules. Can you kiss? Can you do this? Can you do that? So I'm, I'm wondering if couples, like, when they go, do they, like, are they... It's not always like a full swap or is it more typically a full swap? Like you have to like both members. Like how does it – I know there's all different permeations. So tell now, me about some of the common ones. Well, you know, I, I will give a disclaimer that, you know, I haven't swung as a couple. I've right. just done a single. But I have many couples that are friends. Right. So the thing – it really depends on the couple. What you said at first about the communication. I mean when when I meet people who've read the book or they buy the book and they they email me and they say, you know, my husband and I, we were, we were talking about this. I say, great, talk about it. Right. Talk and talk and talk until you're sure. What are some of the things you think that they specifically need to cover? Because you, sometimes you can't imagine. You're like, I think it would be fun to see my wife getting banged by another guy, but I, I might be might be terrifying and awful, and I might or a woman, same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can say from the woman's point of view, but I, I would think from the man's point of view, it's, am I not doing something for you? Right. Is are you, do you need to get something that you're not getting from me? Is that what it is? Right. And if that is the case, then don't swing. Right. I mean, it's got to be something that is added on to what's exact, already there. It's variety. Yes. Which is which is what makes keep sex interesting. And a exactly. lot of the swingers probably report that it does help their relationship afterwards that they had these other experiences. And then it's... Yes. And how, how do you explain that to someone, though? Because people are listening, going, well, that would, that would just tear me apart. But it's like having this new experience together is what kind of keeps you together, even though it's sex with other people, which right. could be a confusing yeah, dichotomy, I mean, right? It's just not how society thinks, at least in, in our culture. Um, there, I kind of equate it to, you know how some people will ask, you know, can you teach somebody to be funny? Right. And a lot of people say, no, you're either funny or you're not funny. Right. I think it's you either understand it or you don't. Right. And it's just how you're made up. I don't know if it's you know, your DNA. I think or you're right. I think it's not. I think it's not for everyone. Yeah. And but I think it's for a lot of people who. But I do think it's for a lot of people who don't realize or don't think they could ever do it, but they know in their mind that they could do it. Yes. You know what I mean. And those yeah. people aren't like coming out of the the, the closet with it yet because I think or their partner doesn't want to or it's hard to find both. Two people in a marriage who have that syner- synergy and can both want to try it. Yeah, because even though I was a single guy doing this, I 
and single guys, it's it's very tough. But I feel that I had some advantages over couples because as a single guy, like all I have to do is, okay, am I okay with this couple? Am I okay with this single person? If I'm a couple, I have to go, okay, am I okay with this couple? Am I okay with her with this couple? Is she okay with me with this couple? Is right. she okay? I mean, there's just, it just exponentially explodes. Right. And the, the decision-making process is so much more complicated. Right. So couples... It, it's tough. I mean, it, it's this catch-22 because they, we need the couples and the lifestyle for the lifestyle to exist. Right. But it's so hard for them. And they it's so hard to match another couple with a couple. Right. That a lot of times it's a battle of attrition and then they're finally like, we just want an experience. We'll take a single guy. Right. Okay. And th- that's how a lot of single guys get but, it. But okay. So, what, so you're straight. Yes. So have you ever been with a man? No. Okay. So is that hard? Because a lot of guys are like, no way. No, I don't want another penis in the room. So you've had a lot of male, male female threesomes right yeah and so because i think that'd be awesome but um (laughs) but i could see a lot of men are like no way i would never want to do it and but it's about pleasing the woman which yeah and it's about right so i I get that so so these guys if it's their first time and they're okay with is there ever any jealousy that they're like wow she never moaned like that with me you know what? I, I don't know if I've been lucky or that just doesn't happen but I haven't had that a lot of times if I'm able to you know let me back up and say, when people, when swingers, will, when you're talking to each other and getting to know each other, they'll say, you know, what turns you on? And this is the honest God truth. What turns me on is have, is helping a woman have an orgasm. There's the biggest turn on for me is to know that I helped or got her right. to have that. That's like, okay, I did something right. So doing How that, do you know? Do they tell you before? I'm like, this is what you need? or, or no, no, you just sort of you right. sort of play it by ear. Um, and... <laughs> Play right. it by not Some necessarily. Play it by. No, I yeah. get it. Um, but so taking that, a lot of the husbands love to see their woman. Well, couple I was going to talk about that for a second because, well, yeah, keep going. Yeah, well, they they just love what's turning them on is their woman that they love experiencing pleasure, and so if I'm causing that, it's not that I'm putting a wedge in the relationship. He, as Alani say in the book, I say I, I'm good with couples because I know that even though my dick is in her, I'm fucking him as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Right. In a, you know, emotional sense. And so I have to be very conscious of that. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm also very careful the couples that I will see because, uh, for instance, the other week there was a, a couple that I'm uh, friendly with and she, the wife was home, she was off work and she wanted me to come over and I said, you know, does, does hubby know? She said, yes, he knows, it's okay. I'm very careful with that. Of course, yeah, you have to be. And yeah. that's good that you are. But, I have a question. It's, it's. I think a lot of people can't understand why, how a, a husband could bear to watch his wife have sex with another man in front of him. Like, why they even desire that? Like, what is it? Just like a certain type of. Can you explain that? I mean, again, I'm. I'm not. You know, I haven't done this as a couple, right? But I, you've seen enough couples. How would yeah. you explain? Because people are just like, and I, because I, I want to preface it by saying I was out with a girlfriend last week who's. Who's married and she was like, God, he always talks about like he would love to have me watch me have sex with someone else. And they're like a very straight kind of vanilla couple. I was like, it's a really common fantasy for guys, you know. And I was trying to explain it, but I was like, it's, what would you say? How would you define the mentality of that? It's just that he loves his wife so much and wants her to have pleasure or it turns him on that someone like. I, I think it's a combination of a bunch of stuff. I think there's that. There, there's also this thing where she's having sex with somebody else, but she's coming home with him. Right. So it's like, yeah, you might have the time of your life there, but you're still mine. You know, right. you're still coming home to me. And there's that that feeling of that, that it's a love bond, I, right. I guess. Yeah. 
Okay. I, I, I really do think that there's it's a genetic thing. I do, too. I absolutely agree. Just like cheating. I yeah. think people who are cheat, they're high risk, adrenaline, all that stuff. So the thing I like about the lifestyle or anyone who is into, like, kinkier sex is that you find out, like, right away – like you can you take a sexual inventory. So what are their turn-ons or turn-offs, their fantasies, what are their limits? Um, all that stuff before you even have sex, right? So this is what happens at the parties when you get there, right? You kind of have or your book opens with like a conversation with a husband yeah. interviewing you about having sex with his wife in ten minutes or whatever. Yes. So is that often the protocol when you walk in? You're not like you're like sitting there having some wine and then you're like, Okay, so what Well nowadays all that stuff happens before you even meet. I mean, it's the, the, the profile on the website. Okay. And so... Which web... Can you talk about the websites that you use? Yeah, uh, I use... Uh, now? Y- yes. Uh, right now, I just use... couples are always asking me. Yeah, swinglifestyle.com. I also find that the, the sites are very regional. So uh, here, it tends to be Swing Lifestyle and uh, Lifestyle Lounge. Um, I know that in Texas, uh, recently, it was uh, SDC, SDC.com. Okay. Um, so it's, it's all over the place. Um, and all web websites are the same, but they're, they're different. Right. But on the profiles, you will put, you know, you'll have pictures. If you want to put pictures, they'll, you'll talk, describe yourself, describe what you're looking for, describe fantasies, anything else. So when I go online, I tend to look at who's online rather than just profiles because right. online they're more active and it, the odds are better that they'll actually come through in the right. end. Uh, if they're looking for a single guy, then I'll read about what, you know what they're what they like, what they're looking for, uh, and I'm also careful because a lot of times the, like the the couple will say you know straight male, straight female, but then you see later on the profile, the guy is curious. Oh, and, and you're like, like I'm not, I'm yeah. out. Is, what, so what are your turnoffs? What's your I guess that you're not bisexual, but, yeah. but what, is there anything else that you're like mm, not into that that you read in profiles? Um, anything that's, that's too extreme, especially when you're dealing with, uh, you know, if, if, if women have these very violent fantasies, if I'm just meeting you for the first time, right. I mean, that's risky. I, I right. won't do that. Um, uh, I, I use, I use safe sex. Right. So, you know, there are some couples that they don't want condoms and I'm like, uh, you know, good yeah, on like you. How do they handle that? You say like they hand out car, they're like, they literally carry around their STD, STI Some people reports? do. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, this is the date on it stamped, and this is my report. Because how else yeah. do you know? you got to right. use condoms. It just seems it seems crazy. That well, you... a lot of these house parties, when it's couples that know each other for a long time, and you have that level of trust, then you're okay right. with it. Um, but, yeah, so if it's a couple contacts me. And a, a big warning sign for me is if they contact me and they say, hey, can you come over in 10 minutes? Oh. Like, that's the first thing. I'm just, well, I mean, I could, but. Right. Why let, so urgent? Why yeah. What's right. going on here? Exactly. Like, why do you need me to Right. That's, that's a good. Yeah, that would um, be a good red flag. I'm not into recreational drugs. I'm not against them, but if you see a profile that's saying, "Hey, we want to party, yeah. party and play," right? That's not my thing. Also. Okay, got it. Okay, so so mostly what you've done is met couples online, then more so than the parties, or you think you've done them all, done both? Uh, it's primarily it's for me. It was the internet meeting couples there, and then uh, then it's word of mouth. Like the 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 first house party I, I ever went to was. Because a couple had said, "Oh, you know, they, D- Dan should meet such and such." Okay. And I and I was like, "Oh, who are they?" And they said, "Oh, they do this house party." I said, "Oh, yes, I should meet them. Yes, I should." Yes, because... yes, I get it. Because then you're in. Yeah, you're exactly. In. So I have a question for you. So in ten years, how come you never thought about, or maybe getting into a relationship with a woman, and then or meeting? You never met anyone at these parties with the single women there, and then started a relationship where you knew that this person would be okay with swinging because she's already there. Yeah, there there were a few women that I had met, and I knew I was okay. They're trying to push things in that direction, but I had started it 
because I was curious about stuff. And also, I mean, right before I got into, I mean, I, in my opinion, I was terrible at sex. Really? I was horrendous. Okay, that was my next question also. What did you learn in these last... Um, or did you, were you going to finish the story about no, the oh, women? No, 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 okay. well, With the women, but you know, I and I sort of warded it off because I was trying to, oh, okay. I wanted to be better at sex I, before I, I went into a what you, what you learned. So 10 years ago, Lonely Daniel, what, what have you learned about sex in these 10 years? Uh, it was sort of this, and yeah, why I sort of bad? slayed that dragon. Okay. Um, to me, I had no, why I thought I was so bad is I had no control over myself. Okay. It was, there was no, I didn't have duration. I didn't really know how to, it, it, Satisfaction, in my opinion, please a woman to my satisfaction. Uh, it was re- it was a crapshoot at best, and I wanted reliability. I wanted to be able to, you know, give her the pleasure because all women are different, right? So you have to be adaptable and stuff like that. And so I needed sexual batting practice, and that's that's what I sought out. Okay, and I just happened to find the lifestyle. And it's- was it that before you just weren't? As in, you didn't talk about sex with the person you were with. You're like, I think she had an orgasm. I tried. I don't know. Or was it kind of like that? And why did you think you were terrible? Uh, j- uh, probably mostly because I just didn't know what I was doing. Right. Like most people. Yeah. And right. you know, why my show exists. Credit yeah. to all of my girlfriends that I, that I had. They were very understanding. But there are times when you have sex and it doesn't last that long and you like, could so feel you the like, frustration. Would you just come before you wanted to most yeah. time? And then how did you learn? Did you do stamina training, Kegel? What did you do to last longer? Well, I, that's a huge thing. Yeah, there is. Uh, I had seen some documentary uh, and I rem- I don't know what it was, but Ron Jeremy had talked about how he controls himself, where he distracts himself during the scene where, you know, y- you look at s- if you're having sex, but you look and you say to yourself, lava lamp or <laughs> couch. And so you're still in the moment, but you're not overstimulated. Right. So I would do that and just practice on my own. Right. The and- stop start method, kegel exercises, all that stuff. And it really worked. And you changed that. Yeah. OK, that's good. So that would probably brought your confidence. So then now you can last longer. And then what did you learn about pleasing women? I'm sure you have you perform a lot of oral sex now. So yes. what what are some tips that you can give? I love oral sex tips. What are your the, top tips? <laughs> what don't people know? Well, one thing that I did learn is with guys, and I think it was, it was kind of discussed earlier, you know, when you were giving your workshop about, you know, to have pressure, right? I don't think it's the same for women. It's being light, it's light. and gentle. Yes. And, and so that. And well, yeah, when you're performing oral sex, be light and gentle. Don't just go after it like you're macking on her. Like we want you to slow down. And I always tell guys go three to five times slower than you think you should. Oh, okay. so that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Right. So yeah, this, the light, you know, going light, uh, slow, and take your time. I listen, and I, I'm just, you know, it's not just my mouth here. I'm using my hands and feeling right. what must. If she starts to move around, I know I'm doing something right. Exactly, you pay attention, and I want to listen as well. And I'll, I'll keep my eyes open from time to time to, to see what she's doing. So I'm, I'm trying to be reactive, right? And, you know, I can tell if she. Even though I'm saying, you know, don't go hard, sometimes, you know, likes it a little bit right. here and there. Right. So I'll try that and I'll experiment here and there. But you I probably don't... have a bunch of little tricks now. You like I something try. like that. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, what else? Uh, Anything we, like specific? Oh, yeah. I do. Not, I guess, I don't know if this is true. I don't think every woman has that G spot when you go inside. This is an oral. I mean, this is right. manual. But I like to try that. The two I, fingers come hither when yeah. you're having oral. Yeah. No, that can be, that was one of my tips last night that um, if you put two fingers, like two thirds in and the come hither towards her, her pelvic bone, um, it's a G spot. Yeah. And, and you can stimulate it and she could have like, 
crazy. She, she can squirt too. Yeah, she can squirt that way. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's what, and of course that came up last night too during my workshop that the guys are so fascinated by squirting. But you, so you have you ever made a woman squirt who'd never squirted before? Yeah, a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, you're and like that's my thing. No, no I'm it's on my resume. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think from a guy's point of view too. I mean, we're visual. Right. That's physical proof you did. You, you, she had an orgasm. You yeah. did that. But she doesn't. Can I tell you, you can squirt and not have an orgasm? Oh. You didn't know, know that? You can. Okay. You can squirt. You can also squirt and have an orgasm, but it doesn't always mean that you have an orgasm. Can you dehydrate from squirting too much? Um, I think so, yeah. Okay. You can dehydrate. <laughs> I mean, you can dehydrate from anytime you're losing fluids from your body. You should drink if you're blood bleeding or anything. You got to always like hydrate. Yeah. So, um, but that's that's cool. So, what else do you, and you think that you're just you're just more confident now? Yeah. With with everything that that you do. So, um, what would you say is um what could people then in like more of a vanilla lifestyle, what do you think they could learn from swinging lifestyle? The communication. I mean, whether or not you go into the lifestyle and experience any of it, the whole lead up of the talking to and, and listening, that is a huge element. Right. Um, that's why, you know, when I said if, if couple, couples email me and they say, hey, you know, thank you for the book. We were, you know, we've been thinking about it and talking and your book. We think your book sort of pushed us over to try it. I right. said, I said, that's great. I said, as long as you've had that communication and you know why and you're you doing it. And you talk about that. Right. So exactly. Swingline is his book for everyone who's, uh, you can buy it on Amazon, right? Yeah. And all that. And Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the places. And your website too? Yeah, there's links on the website. Okay, got yeah. it. Because um, I think it's great because if you can kind of, you really get into to to like how it works so but but explain it to to here to my audience is that like how 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 does it work like what is the difference between like the full swap and the partial swap and the like what what happens at these like parties or who decides and how do you know yeah if you go to the party i mean a lot of it from the get-go is just socializing getting to know each other anything from you know people talk stock tips right all the way to you know anal sex or not anal sex and when you get into that sexual talk, there, there are certain terms that people use. You know, are you soft swap or full swap? Soft swap, soft swap is what? Everything but penetration. Or for a woman, no oral sex, but I mean there's penetration there. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Full swap is everything. Um, so there's same room versus different room. I was going to ask you that. So yeah. to do a lot, what would you say is more popular? They want to be in the same room or a different room? Um, for the new couples, it's mostly same room. And I think that that's a good thing. Right. Um, when... I, you know, the friends that I have now are people that have been swinging for a while. So it, you know, it, you're all over the place. Sometimes same room, sometimes different room. Sometimes you're in the jacuzzi. Sometimes right. you're in the backyard. Right. You know, who knows? Um, and then, you know, be upfront. I, it, they discuss, you know, condoms. Not kind of, some women are allergic to latex. You got to yes, know that right off true. the bat. Uh, some couples, uh, they're okay with the sex, but they don't want kissing. You got to talk about That'd be hard anything. for me. That'd be a deal breaker. I like kissing. You I love kissing. it too, but so, some I know, get it. Whatever it's happens like between intimate. the couples, yeah. no, I get it. They make, they make these decisions. Yeah. So you say that the lifestyle has pros and cons, and yeah. so I'm wondering what what some of the cons might be. Let's start with those. Um, there's a stigma attached to it. Uh, it. What we were talking about earlier, you know, when would you recommend I tell a girl that I'm dating about this past? You know, there there's this whole, you know, th all this baggage that comes with it, and. Right, you there know, is. I, People just don't get it. Yeah. It's like so foreign, right? Yeah, because to me, it's not, it's not a big it. deal. Right. Just sex. Yeah, that's it. Um, I think that there's, in addition to the stigma, there's a stereotype, like you're saying, you know, the, the ponytail. He does not body. have a ponytail. I do. Okay. Beard. I do beard. have a beard. That's true. Yeah. He does What's, have a beard. I got to ask a question before the show's done. Yeah. yeah. 
I didn't. Oh, no, go ahead. What's, oh, well, we're not done, but yeah. What's the most fucked up thing you've ever seen at a sex party? Single most fucked up thing. Well, I'm not, I have never really been into the BDSM world. And there is one of the, the groups that I'm around with some regularity. There's a woman who used to be a professional dominatrix. And at one of these parties, she was, there, there's a, a husband of a different couple who likes to be dominated. And so she was doing all of her stuff just in the middle of the group playroom but it was so weird because you know she's you know spanking right. him and you know crushing his balls yeah and, and like a full-on dominatrix and you're just like yeah and all this uh, you know very in front of everybody in front of everybody but look on her face is just like it's another day in the life it was so funny did she, she look bored yeah she looked very like, bored gonna be over it. but exactly. that's what he was into right so yeah but so interesting she sought me out Later in that party, you like cup your balls immediately. You're like, Stay well, away. Hey, <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm going to the bathroom over here. She, I, I said, oh, you know, you, you look a little tired. Do you want a massage? She was on cloud nine. I just gave massage her a massage. Is a great that was gateway it. to anything. She was just. She, she was like, everybody get away, and just I just gave, got, got some this oil dominatrix. Massage. You did. You yeah. were like, I'm going to take her down. So I have a question for you though about happening. People think like it's not going to last. Swinging couple, swinger couples. Like, do, do you find that? There's a, you know a lot of happily married, just like happily married swinging couples. Lots. And you think they're even happier in some ways. Yes. Yes, I do. And it's not because, oh, they're having a lot more sex. That's part of it. I really do think it goes back to that bedrock of communication. Communication. They're open. They've talked. You know, Everything. If, you, if you've got a couple and there are these certain things that they don't talk about or aren't comfortable talking about, that can blow up. Right. And, and exactly. And pressure. so this is kind of also if you learn to talk about sex, you could, you could talk about anything. And I think that is the biggest problem why the number of reason why marriages fall apart, relationships fall apart is because people don't know how to talk to each other, especially yeah. about sex. Sex becomes a problem and years go by. It's amazing to me. Because someone's like emails me all the time. We married 20 years and my wife had just told me she never had an orgasm. I'm like, You've never taught. What do we do wow. now? I'm like 20 years. Like I don't even know. Or, or you know, she doesn't want whatever it is. Or he's into certain things that she's not, and they've never talked about. It, and they're emailing me, and I'm like, well, talk to her. Like, what are her fantasies? I don't know. I've never asked. You know, it's like they don't. So I think that it's great that swingers can like. It's all on the table. Like you yeah. find out. Like what your. I almost feel like we should do that and. Well, no matter what kind of relationship you're in, find out are you sexually compatible before anything else. Like, who cares if you like the same movies and the mu- same music? But I think sexual com- compatibility and the frequency that you like to have sex, everything is is very important. Yeah, and this is, might just be me, but there's this feeling that I'm sort of there's this sort of superhero element to it. Not you know that I have superpowers or something, but the fact that but I have this do. double life. Yeah, yeah. And there's something you know I have a secret that all these people know nothing about. In fact, all but two of my friends had no idea about this really until i told people i said oh by the way i just sold a book there were only two people out of all your close friends were yeah. they shocked and, and then they wanted as... to come with you no what some of them yeah but i uh, not, that's not did you feel like their feelings about you changed uh there was one that i know changed but i didn't really approve of anything she's done with her life anyway so right it exactly really a lot of people are just judgmental about it because yeah. either it's because maybe they want that they can't have it or they just you know it scares them yeah. i think it's very scary to people unless you're in it but i love your book and um it's called swingland everyone should check it out and what's your favorite part of the book i was gonna have you read something but we're running out of time but what would you say is your do you have like a part that you love that you think is the most the tough? actually i i told one of the stories at the moth uh story Story oh, I love the, the moth, night. yeah. And uh, it's the chapter in there called uh, uh, Same Book, Dusty Cover, 
where it was the very first house party I went to where I showed up and I realized I was the youngest by three decades. Oh, my God. Right. And it was sort of hard to extract myself because you. So there were swingers like in their 70s. Yeah. Swinging. Good for them. That's the most fucked up thing you've ever seen. Yeah. But I tell you what. Did you like back out or did you play? Uh, with a couple, I, with a couple of the women I played, but they were on the younger like side. Like what's younger? 50s. Okay. Or, you know, I think one was early 60. There you go. Daniel gives it up. Okay. That's awesome. Everyone check it out. It's Dan, your, and your website is, tell the, me again. The right other Daniel Stern. The other and at Dan Stern on Twitter. At other Dan Stern. At other Dan Stern. Sorry, I messed up. It's all going to be on the website. Okay, everyone, follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Sex with Emily. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. That was an awesome show with Dan. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And I know a lot of you, you live in L.A. or you come here often, and the Hustler Hollywood store should be your main destination for the best toys, erotica, sexiest lingerie, and most of all, the easiest way to find the answers you've been looking for to spice up your sex life. Hustler Hollywood, perfect date night spot. If you're in a relationship, browser section, sexy books. See what both get you turned on. And I'm going to be teaching more workshops there like I just told you about. It was so much fun. So just make a trip to L.A. when I'm teaching the next one. And if you're single and you want to have more fun during solo play, you have to see their amazing displays. So Hustler Hollywood. They love my Sex with Emily listeners and want to make your sex life better, whether you're single or in a relationship. So they're offering you a 20% discount. Just tell them when you're checking out, Sex with Emily sent you. So go to Hustler Hollywood. You'll like it. And um, happy shopping. Perhaps play a little game called Just a Tip. Just for a second, just to see how it feels. Hey, this is Jordan Harbinger, host of the Art of Charm podcast, the number one dating and relationship advice podcast in iTunes. I'm Emily Morris, host of the Sex with Emily podcast, the number one sex and relationship podcast on iTunes and at sexwithemily.com. And this is just the tip. So the elusive female orgasm, you know, a lot of guys are like, I don't know when it's happening. I don't know how to encourage it to happen. They just like pound harder or whatever. They don't really, you know, know how to finesse the situation. You're right. You're right. Women, you know, their, their vagina is like the Rubik's cube of life. I understand that. So the female orgasm is fickle, but there are some things guys can do to kind of help it along, make sure that it happens. You know, you can't always guarantee it's going to happen, but take her off the clock. You know, guys, a lot of them are worried about lasting longer. Women are so self-conscious that they're taking, you know, a lot longer to have an orgasm that they're worrying about it too much because they're thinking that you're not right. so into it. Orgasm killer in itself, yeah. right? Yeah, it is. So guys just be like, you know, babe, I don't care how long it takes. I'm here for you. If you're performing oral sex or you're having, you know, intercourse or whatever it is, make sure that you let her know that you are there for the mm-hmm. long haul. A lot of women, it takes, you know, 20, 30 minutes. You're not going anywhere. Who would anywhere. not want to, who's like, ah, oh, this sex thing is so tedious. Let's hurry it up. I can't, I have some phone numbers for you. I have yeah. a lot of guys like that. Yeah, yes. there's a lot of guys who are just like, come on, dude, really? Are you taking that long? I'm oh, done. That's terrible. Yeah, those are terrible guys. You know those what? Are the guys those, you don't want to go out with. You should make sure that the she comes first, I think. She comes first. Right. Oh, yeah, that's the, ba- that's the best way to solve this entire issue. Yeah. Make sure that she has an orgasm. Use a sex toy. Yeah. Whatever it is. How does she masturbate? Tell her you want to, tell her, you know what I always tell couples? Start by mutual masturbation. See what she does and she can see what you do to turn yourself on and then you could use those that information that you gathered and do Cause, it together because i totally get being bored after you're done like i totally get that so the the obvious solution to this is like don't finish before she does exactly Duh. right exactly right? and women can have multiple orgasms so yes. just because she's an orgasm first and then you have sex she can have sex she can have an orgasm again while you're having yeah. sex. Also, when she's naked, guys should speak up. A lot of women are insecure about their bodies, as as are men. So, you know, tell her how beautiful you think she is. Tell her how amazing she feels. Tell her everything. Make her feel good. Women like to compliments. 
makes them feel more confident in bed, and she'll get there. I like it. I also like that you said it's the Rubik's Cube of life because, ironically, guys who are really good at Rubik's Cubes are probably really shitty at giving females orgasms. <laughs> it's so true. You're right. Um, I'm just saying that, like, every vagina is different, and they're difficult, and you can't figure it out because you're with one woman, and she wanted this, and the other woman wants you to, you know, slap her. <laughs> <laughs> some women like it really oh. soft some women like it hard you, know you did this <laughs> i just came with the first memory in my head of, yeah. if you guys want to learn more from the art of charm about dating relationships and even networking for business visit us at the art of charm podcast.com or check us out in itunes and follow me on twitter at the art of charm and check out the Sex with Emily podcast at sexwithemily.com and on iTunes if you want to have the best sex of your life, that is. Also, follow me on Twitter at sexwithemily. Buying a car can be such a stressful experience, but TrueCar is changing car buying forever. TrueCar actually helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay, and that fear is the worst. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network, and TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. So, when you're ready to buy a car, you just gotta follow these three easy steps that if you want to save money. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people paid for the car looking for. Then, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and then you lock in your savings. Third step, totally simple. All you do is you print out your TrueCar savings certificate and then you take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Who doesn't want that? Some features not available in all states and every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Why would you do that? Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.